The following program contains language and subject matter that is adult in nature. Discretion is advised. Okay, there we go. What are you waiting for? Do it! Triple M. Stuart speaking, may I help you? Oh, hi, Stuart. It's Phil here at Triple M. Yes? Sorry to bother you. We buried my uncle on Saturday. Yes? But I have a feeling that I may have left something in the casket. Um... Um, you probably need to speak to Dorothy, who usually does the... Other. Okay, I think what may have happened is that my keys may have ended up in his pocket. Basically, he was buried in his favourite waistcoat, and I borrowed that, and I left my house keys in there. My flatmate doesn't have a spare set of keys. Is there a way we can get those out? I wouldn't think we... You see, we... Um, yeah, no, I'm quite certain that this is the only place I've been thinking all week about where they've gone, and I can't imagine that they're anywhere but in the um, waistcoat. It was the last time I had them. Uh, his sister, my mother, said, uh, you know, you've got to give the waistcoat back, so I've gave it, given it back, but I'm absolutely positive I've left the keys in there. Is there a way? Look, I'd have to look... And, and you know what? The funny thing is, as, you know, just beforehand, I actually leant over to kiss him goodbye, and I keep replaying the moment in my head... If I'd only just slipped my hand into his bloody pocket, I, cause I, I didn't think of it until afterwards. Because, I mean, it was there, and I'm sure then we wouldn't have to go through this trouble. Is there something we can do? <laughs> no, uh, look, uh, you must understand this is a, a reasonably unusual request. If we, you can lift the, if we can get down there, I can squeeze my hand in, we can get the, the lid off, and I can just have a rummage around. There's got to be a way, because I can't oh. get them cut. My flatmate doesn't have any. Uh, requires a number of forms to be filled Well, listen, in. what about if I just give you a hundred bucks? I know where he is. I'll just take a shovel. No, no. Strictly against any policy, I can't help you. <laughs> You're listening to the Rubber Room Podcast. You can listen to us weeknight, 7 to 10 p.m. on Triple M. Jimmy Barnes has announced his first ever spoken word talk. He's going to hit the road with his self-penned childhood memoir called Working Class Boy, hitting the road throughout November, doing regional and metro theatre dates across the country, and sharing personal stories from his troubled childhood, whilst also delivering intimate musical performances of some of the key songs driven from his earlier years. So it's Working Class Boy, an evening of stories and songs, visiting 18 dates across Australia. And the memoir is called Working Class Boy, released nationally as a hardcover first edition by HarperCollins on Monday the 19th of September. And uh, obviously Jimmy Barnes will be broaching some serious topics on this tour, but in my twisted mind, I'm imagining a Jimmy Barnes spoken word tour probably sound a bit like this. Yeah, I remember the time I were up there in the violence, mate. Uh, I'm a f***ing liar. I'm the cousin screaming shit to the tats, mate. I remember rattling about a grizzly and I were drinking fun coming in the night. <laughs> I wank it, mate, but it'll keep going all the night, all night long, mate. Now the next time I played on the tricks for eggs. I don't know what happened to the team, but I played on the tricks of eggs, but I don't know what I missed that night, mate. Jimmy! Come on, Jimmy! Ugly Phil. You're just doing this for the fun of it. The Rubber Room. Triple M. Charlotte King's on the phone. She's a 70-year-old lady in Oregon, in the USA. She's earthquake sensitive and has a 93% success rate in predicting major natural disasters because she feels the earthquake in her bones. That's right. When did this start, Charlotte? Well, it started actually in 1976 with the sound I began to hear. 
And then in 1979, I began to get physical symptoms. And the first quake I actually predicted was in August of 79. There had been a um, beaching of whales on the Oregon coast. And then there was a series of quakes that followed that in Big Bear, California. So I connected the whales with the beaching. So when there was another beaching, this time of pilot whales in Massachusetts, I was having symptoms for Northern California. And I thought, oh, okay, I've got the symptoms. Now the whale's a beach, so I know there's going to be a quake. And the quake followed in 72 hours. It was a 6.2. It was near Hollister, California. I know that you've had CAT scans and ECGs and all kinds of things to find out whether or not there was anything wrong with you physically. And I believe that the results were negative. Absolutely. And that you're absolutely okay. I imagine yes, there's a lot were. of sceptics as well, though. Sometimes, uh, mostly the scientific community, because it's not anything that they learn in a book. There are some now that are becoming more aware and they're seeing this happening more and more people. Yeah, well, I've read that. Apparently there are thousands of people around the world who are, in fact, earthquake sensitive. Yeah, hundreds of thousands, probably. And is it always the same thing? Is it physical symptoms? And I know a lot of people have ear tones, but you don't have that, do you? I don't have ear tones. What I have is overlapping foghorns. Right. I have 13 different signatures or variations of the tones. They're always the same sound of foghorns. And I've had that since May of 1976 without stopping continually 24 hours a day. And you've mapped the parts of your body as to the Earth's surface as well. So I've read that if you have pain in the ears, that's usually somewhere in Europe? Well, ear aches usually go with uh, Italy, Sicily, Greece and Crete, but you have heart pain as well with that. And that heart pain is kind of just achy, you know, kind of jabby. But then if you have the ear aches and you get the really sharp, jabby, needle-type pains, then it's Palm Springs, Whittier, Pasadena, California. And for Japan and areas like that, it's repeatedly the upper back. Yes, it's a left shoulder blade, and it can be excruciating. And with Australia, I'm led to believe it's intense rib pain, but you also have a craving for popcorn when you get that. Is this the first time there's been a food associated with an area? They're all large, you know, moderately large to major quakes. People crave sweets and carbohydrates before an earthquake, but then the one thing they really crave is corn products, Most and the easiest to get a hold of, of course, is popcorn. Right. I'd just like to hug back to this interview that was done, in fact, with the newspaper, which by my reckoning was September 7, and you said that your forecast would be a magnitude 7 earthquake striking somewhere within seven days. Well, today's the seventh day of that. Any inclinations? Actually, it's one to seven days, plus or minus 12 hours. See, you're the 14th. I'm only the 13th. Of course. And anything at all? Any feelings? um, Right now, not particularly. I've been getting some rib pain today for um, what I have coined the Domino Islands because they tend to fall like dominoes when one gets a large earthquake. They all do. And that would be Tonga, Fiji, Samoa. Uh, Marianas, Admiralty, Marshalls, Santa Cruz, Solomons, Caroline, and Vanuatu. Okay. And that particular area, I've, I've coined the dominoes, and I've been having right rib pain for that. I have had the left rib pain earlier today for Oceana, and I see there was a 4.9 in uh, Papua New Guinea tonight. Wow. That would account for that. It's just a continuous parade of symptoms and sounds that go on. When I was studied by the government, they found out that I can hear far below the range of normal hearing. I hear 2 to 7 hertz and below. I hear this sound all the time that 99% of the people do not hear. It's like on a foggy day and you hear foghorns out in the sea and they're overlapping, and that's what I hear all the time. It's uh, just sharking, C-H-A-R-K-I-N-G. 
at Visor, that's V like Victor, I, S like Sam, E-R, dot net. I wonder if one day you'll get out of bed and just actually have a sore back without any repercussions. Well, that would be nice. Yes, thank you very much. We will talk again. Thank you, Phil, very much. Hello? I saw your ad in the um, music magazine. Yeah, we're looking for an axe man. Yeah, mate, I'm your man. Excellent. What have you done? Well, I mean, I'm capable with the axe. Yeah, that's all right. We've got a bass player. We've got um, a drummer. Well, what have you done? Been doing it for a while, mate. Got a couple of trophies from the Easter show. From the Easter show? Yeah, and I've done some stuff. Obviously, I work for a you know. A I didn't company. know they had a comp there. Yeah, mate, every year. Uh, and I do some stuff uh, in Queenstown, um, Tasmania. Well, who, who did you play with there? What? Who did you play with? Give me some names. Of people you played with? Well, we played with a few of those protesters, mate. Some of them bloody tree huggers, but that was about it. How long have you been playing the act for? What are you talking about? Guitar. What? Guitar. It's an axe. A guitar. You, want me, to, an you want me to chop up a, a guitar? I want you to actually chop up a guitar. What are you talking about? You want me to come and chop up a guitar? You know, with my axe? Show, like one of those guys with a real axe? Yeah. No, no, I'm looking for a guitarist, mate. I'm not looking for a, a person with a Axe. You advertise an axe man. In a music magazine. Mate, do you ask for a bloke with an axe? I'm a bloke with an axe. What are you looking at music magazines for? If you just chop What up are you music? advertising in music magazines for if you're looking for a bloke with a axe? Mate, you need to work out what an axe is. <clears throat> Hi, we're Blink-182, and when we're not your mom, we're listening to Ugly Phil. <laughs> <laughs> There's a woman called Erica Labry. She has objectum sexual OS. Objectum sexuality is the inclination to develop significant relationships with inanimate objects. But this isn't the first relationship she's had with something that's an inanimate object. In the past, she's had relationships with a Japanese sword, an archery bow, and even a tower crane that was outside of her house as well. And she said, please don't judge me because it's just a thing. And I totally agree. I mean, I see no problem in you being in love with the Eiffel Tower. Doesn't mean I'm not going to take the piss, though. It's been too long. When was the last time we did one of these? Ages ago. Ages and ages ago. Okay, I know that you're a little bit jealous about what I've come up with here. And you kept asking me, what's your punchline going to be for the woman who marries the Eiffel Tower? But when I keep going, I'm not going to tell you. But I'll tell you now. Okay, you ready? Okay, I'm ready. I've been waiting all day for this. Beauty is in the eyeful of the beholder. Ah, oh, there hey, it I'm is. Quite proud well of that. done. Yeah. yeah, thank you. What do you got? You know what they say? Happy wife, happy eyeful tower. Yeah, it was all right. I, just, I hit the drum roll too soon. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Was bad. No, it was good. Ruined my punchline. I oh, know. I feel terrible about it. One triple three five three. What's your punchline going to be? Come on, woman marries the Eiffel Tower. Crikey, there's got to be hundreds of them. How long before somebody says something about an erection? Let's just get that out of the way now. Max, thanks for giving me a punchline, even if it's just because you feel sorry for me. They said to her, they said, what's next? Uh, it's got to be the Trump Tower. Ivana ride that one too. Ivana Trump! You see politics and everything, man. Well, you know, I just thought I'd have a go at it. Ian, the woman's married yes. the Eiffel Tower. Come on. Well, with all those elevators, I've heard that marriage would have its ups and downs. That's terrible, but I'll take it because I'm desperate. Phil, I also wonder who got the pointy end of that deal. Hang on, I've got to find my drum roll again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Chris, the woman married the Eiffel Tower. What's the punchline? An eye for an eyeful. 
I'll take that too. As I said before, I'm a bit desperate tonight. That's why I thought I'd call you. Darren, the woman married the Eiffel Tower. That's right. She left her previous husband because he was always catching an Eiffel. I thank you from the bottom of my listeners. Oh, I thought I'd bail you out, Phil. Corey, the woman married the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, is this for real or is it a joke because I fell for it? I love that. You've saved the show. Monique. At first we were just friends, but then I fell for him. Nick. I feel sorry for the tower. Oh, I fell oh, sorry for the tower. Yes, okay, thank you. I felt she's standing above her average, baby. <laughs> Jim. I don't know why we're giving her a hard time. Obviously, she's just a lover of heavy metal. Apparently, she's still trying to bridge the relationship. <laughs> Simo. I saw the happy couple walking down the street. If you thought the wife was good looking, wait till you get an eyeful of the husband. Ah, uh, eyeful. It just never ends now. Never ending, mate. Campbell. Should have gone to Spicsavers. <laughs> That's very clever, thank you. You're welcome. Jeff, what's the punchline? Come on, it's our honeymoon. Why do we always have to go to Paris? <laughs> That's visceral, man. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. Brett, what's the punchline? Oh, I'm sorry, love. I'm not sure I can get up on top of that. Rowan. It was a riveting courtship. Oh, That's clever. Uh, it wasn't as good as that other guy with the last one that saved the show. Sean, what do you got? <laughs> this is really bad. Is that an Eiffel Tower in your pants or are you just happy to see me? Well, it's not the Opera House. No comment. Kay, what's the punchline? At least her partner is tall, strong, hard, rigid and stable. You're turning me on. Woohoo! Bruce! The wedding song will be called I Feel Always Love You. Oh, come on. There you go. Thank you. Big kiss from me. <laughs> and there you have it. Oh. Now we can all get some sleep. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne in the rubber room with Ugly Phil. I'm going to come down there and bite his f***ing head off. What have you got for me here? I've got a wrong number here. Wrong number? Yeah. Yeah? I'm trying to get onto Apia Insurance. One triple three five three. I thought. Right, you've got a problem with an insurance issue. No, I want to get some insurance, travel right. insurance. Okay, where are you going? I'm going to Helsinki and Tel Aviv. Mm, yeah, that's going to cost a bit. <laughs> Why is that? You're scared of sharks? Helsinki doesn't have sharks. Are you familiar with the Zika virus? I am. Right, we well, don't have to worry about that because that's not there. That's true. The that's octopus, on the other hand, whole other thing. Well, I think they're pretty safe on land. Now, now you've called Triple M. I know that now. I realise that, that that's why it's in my brain, that number, because I'm always trying to win something. <laughs> and I've never won a bloody thing. Well, at least you're on a losing streak. <laughs> so I was in a taxi, and the taxi driver had the radio on, but not Triple M, so I immediately suspected that he might be somebody working in the country illegally without a visa. But he had another radio session on, and this thing came on, this music. Uh, that I'd never heard before. And I said, what's that? And he goes, oh, that's Iggy Azalea. And I said, I'm sorry? He goes, yeah, Iggy Azalea. So I said, who's that then? And he goes, oh, it's an Australian girl. Uh, but she's from Melbourne, but she left home when she was 16. She said to her mum she was going to the shop, and then she moved to America and worked in their equivalent of Maya or something like that. I mean, that may have been how the story went. I was too busy transfixed on the fact that I didn't understand a word of what she was singing. So I thought I would get it from YouTube, hit the streets of Australia, and ask some fellow Australians if they knew exactly what Iggy Agazagalia was, uh, was singing. Hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. You? Can I play you something? I just want to know if you can figure out what this woman's saying. Yeah, mate. I'll give it a crack. Thanks for some really, really. 
She's trying to feel something. Okay, all right. I picked up the word physics there. I heard Notre Dame. Maybe she's a lecturer. There was definitely a couple of A's in there. Double A? Yeah, double A's. Like as in batteries? No, A+. plus. We're bringing 88 back. What does that mean? Two years before it was 1990. Right. <laughs> so it's a retro thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quietly confident. Can I play you something? Yeah, sure. Have a listen to this, and if you could tell me what she's saying, all right? Okay, go for okay, it. Here we go. Let's Did you understand any of that? Yeah, she's basically going to murder someone, I think. Is that what she's saying? That's what she's saying. Right, okay. Cup of ace, cup of goose, cup of Chris. I heal something worth a half a ticket on my wrist. Oh. What was she saying there? Yeah, I have no idea. Something about high heels. High heels? <laughs> Maybe she's going to murder someone in high heels. Do you know what was going on there? Uh, I just heard champagne. That, that'll do me. So she's going to murder someone whilst drinking champagne in high heels? In high heels. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Can I play you something? I want to know what you think about this, right? Yeah, yeah. She's going to fillet a fish. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Yeah, she must be a science teacher doing physics. She's dropping her high heels. I don't know. Digging on my wrist, on my wrist. Taking all the lick straight, never chase that. Never stop like we bring an idiot back. What? Bring the hood scene where the bass at. She's in the hood getting bass at. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now it makes sense. She's getting bass at. Yeah, I don't know. It's all a bit weird. <laughs> It was exciting. It was like you were on the cusp of something that was just, you didn't know where it was going to go. Can I help you? Oh, yes. Hi, it's Phil here calling from uh, radio station in Australia, Triple M. I'm just wondering if you have honeymoon suite packages, things like that. We have one room, which uh, would be our nicest room. Right, OK. So it's sort of like a honeymoon romantic-y type suite. It's a nice room. We're, we're set in a very rural area here. Sure, that sounds very uh, sort of idyllic. That's what I'm looking for, something romantic, something... Uh, did you have a double bed? Oh, yes. Sort of soft lighting, um, that sort of thing? Yeah, with obviously table lamps. Um, right, yeah. Ensuite bathroom. Sure. Um, yeah, that sounds pretty romantic, really, We have a nice, it? nice restaurant. Sure. Oh, yeah, wining and dining and the like. Yeah. yeah. Um, well. It'll be just me, though. Yeah. Although, I will be bringing my gerbil. Yeah. I don't, I'm not too sure if pets are allowed in the room. Right. See, I don't really see him as a pet. Take him down and have a look around. And, uh, well, if I brought him along, yeah, I'll, I'll let him come in and, uh, and have a sniff around, if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. See what he thinks of, mm-hmm. you know, the room. Would I have to pay more for him? We'll probably look on it as a double. Right. Okay. Yeah, we couldn't give you any discount. Depends oh. what age he is. He's of age, of course. Then he would have to pay full, for full price, I'm afraid. We wouldn't be disturbed, would we? Well, we could put a sign on the door. We'd mm-hmm. obviously like... Yeah, but peace and quiet. No, absolutely, of course, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, thank you very much. No problem. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, is this working? <laughs> Testy, testies. <laughs> testies. This is Ugly Phil. Triple M, the rubber room. A man in Germany has invented a singing toilet. The leaf is uh, so, uh, f- so, uh, and now we, we think more music, more fun and more happy, happiness, and this music is for fun. Right. 
I mean, I hope it's better than that, because don't get me wrong, after, you know, I've had myself a kebab, I don't really want that as my soundtrack. I mean, you know, really, if you think about it, if you've invented a singing toilet, what you want is a song that's going to go with it, right? Am I right or am I right? Absolutely, yeah. Do you want a couple of suggestions? And then I'll open up the phone because this is just begging to get calls about, okay? All right, if I had a singing toilet, I'd like it to play Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. I see what you've done there. Yeah, obviously it's very, you know, it's boy humour here. Yeah. No wonder you don't want to play. Nah. See, if I had a singing toilet, I'd want it to play um, Black Hole Sun. (laughs) (sighs) Well, if you hate me doing this now, you're going to hate the calls you're about to take on one triple three five. Do you know what? No, I've got one. Oh, have you? Anything from Disturbed. Yeah, but you've just made it, like, musically political. No, I just wanted to join in. Yeah, well, you did a really bad job. You've put a bummer on it now. <laughs> but I've got it back, so that's okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> one triple three five three. If you have a singing toilet, what would be a song that would go with it? Oh, I've got one more. You ready? Yeah, go on. I want to break free. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting into it now. There we go. What do you got? Go on, man. It's going to be Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire. (laughs) All right, Louise, what have you got for us? Smells like Teen Spirit. (laughs) Smells like Teen Spirit? That's just weird. No, well, I think it's rather fitting, actually. Well, that'll teach you to have kids. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Hello, Paul. How are you? Good, Phil. How are you? Here I am now. Entertain me. Anything from the band Chocolate Starfish. <laughs> Lee? Golden Brown by The Stranglers. <laughs> as long as you're not strangling in the first place. Well, sometimes you have to, you know, at, at that... Yeah, that, I think uh, I know where you're coming from. You know what I'm talking about? Thank you. James? Take the Pressure Down by John Farnham. Oh, or as we call it, having a decent Farnsey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what is it? How are you, mate? I'd throw on Hell's Bell. <laughs> That's the thunder from Down Under. How are you, Kevin? What have you got for me? Mate, anything but shitty music would be fine. <laughs> uh, they're still coming in. Hey, what's up? This is David from Disturbed with Ugly Phil in the Rubber Room on Triple M. Man invents singing toilet. I knew you'd like this. All right, Shane, what would it play? What would the toilet play? Yeah, g'day, Phil. I'm thinking a bit of Muse, Supermassive Black Hole. <laughs> you see? You ask for it and you get it. What is it? G'day, Phil. I reckon the only song would be by Rubber Plant, Big Log. <laughs> get the lead out. That's the one. <laughs> Ian. Drop the pilot by Joan Armatrade. Yes, of course. Hello, James. I was thinking of uh, Beautiful Brown Eyes by Ramblin' Jack Elliott. Yeah, not to be confused with Don't It Make Your Brown Eyes Blue. <laughs> <laughs> or, or really, a little bit of corn. Or maybe Van Morrison's Brown Eyed Girl. <laughs> Stop it now, that's enough. Nathan, what is it? I would say Lovers in the Air by... Uh, <laughs> Jeanette. Roses really smell like Every rose has its thorn. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to go now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of those callers, not one of us, are under 30. Just think about that, right? <laughs> Tell that to your kids. You're listening to the Rubber Room Podcast. You can listen to us weeknights, 7 to 10 p.m. on Triple M. Um, I bought one of those sofa beds from you. Yeah. Uh, and um, I was lying on it, and it's retracted, and I'm stuck in the back of the sofa bed. Do you know if there's a release button under here anywhere where I can release it to get out? Um, 
I'll just check. I'll be two seconds. Okay, thank you. Sort of a bed, is it? Sorry? A sofa bed. Okay, so it folds in half? Folds backwards, and I was lying on it, and I, as it folded back, and I'm now trapped behind the mattress uh, right near the seat, and I can't find a release button, and I'm, I'm wedged in here. I don't think there is a release button. I think you have to try and push it. Yeah, I've tried that. I've been in here for 15 minutes now, and I'm in a security building, so I, nobody can come and get me out. Um, I'm just having a look at one of mine. There's, hang on, there's a little tag here. Uh, I'll tell you the brand. Hang on. No, it's just a serial number. Okay. Can you give me that anyway? It's okay. torn. Okay, so it's one. I've just pulled out one on mine. Yeah, I, so I the bottom has flipped up and it's yeah, already in half. Stuck behind it. My hands pressed up against the inside of the cushion, but my legs are trapped outside the bed. Just one second. If somebody is stuck behind one of these, how would you get out if you can't get somebody to pull the front? That would be the release, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay. As far as I can tell, there is not a actual release. So. Yeah. I'm just seeing if there's anything that you might be able to do. I was eating on the couch, mm -hmm. um, and I've got some butter. What I'm going to try and do is smear the butter on my shoulders and on my head, and I'll see if that will help me get out, um, and that might do the trick. I'm just rubbing the butter all over me now. <coughs> oh. Oh, okay. That's oh, alright, I'm, I'm, out, I'm out now. Oh, okay. We may find this a bit disturbing. He hold me. Go! Oh. The Rubber Room.